0: Hello everybody and welcome to episode 23 of two elevens Baseball Talk. My name is Dylan Baker. I'm alongside, as usual, my dad, Chris Baker. And here's what we've got on the menu for you guys today. The Blue Jays deal Kevin Pillar for big league depth and a prospect. Gritchick and the Blue Jays, Randall Gritchick and the Toronto Blue Jays, agree to an extension. The Blue Jays' offensive struggles have been enormous this year. We'll get into that a little bit. We'll look ahead. You'll see what I mean by that once we get to it. Let's just say there's a rant coming along and we will get you the last seven days in Blue Jays Baseball.
1: Chris, how are you today? Well, I'm fantastic and I'm doing a lot better than Tulewitzki.
0: <laughs> Indeed you are. Troy Tulowitzki <laughs> has been injured. Uh, I heard a couple people tell me today or tell, uh, t- I, uh, tell someone today that he lasted longer than they expected. Uh, honestly, I can't disagree with that necessarily. So let's get right into things. <laughs>
1: That was like, that was like just the worst topic ever. But at the same time, you know, it's it's just it's just funny. I I think it's funny that Tulo is you know chirping in Blue Jays ears all the way through the end of last season about how he's still a starter and he's going to be this great superstar and you don't know me anymore and all that stuff and and here he is doing exactly what he does as Tulowitzki does every single year, getting injured and likely out for a little bit and maybe the season. Yeah, uh, I'm running out of things to say. Yeah. <laughs> but he's the Yankees' problem now.
0: Moving on. Yes, exactly. Let's get to Blue Jays news. The Blue Jays dealt Kevin Pillar on Tuesday. Tuesday was a busy day for your favorite Torontonian team. And the first thing we'll hit is the Kevin Pillar deal. Just before noon, the Blue Jays dealt Kevin Pillar to the San Francisco Giants for Alan Hansen, Derek Law, and Juan De Pala. Pilar, emotional when saying goodbye, was the longest-tenured Blue Jay and made some stellar catches in the outfield. What did the Jays get in return? Well, they got Alan Hansen, an infielder who was out of options and will be in the big league soon. They also got Derek Law, a big league pitcher who is relatively good in San Francisco. So far, big league depth. However, the last piece, Juan DePaula, is the prize of the deal. DePaula has a mid-90s fastball and the possibility to be a starter. He will start the year in the Duddied and Blue Jays rotation. What are your thoughts on the haul the Blue Jays got? and what Kevin meant to the team.
1: Well, first of all, thank you. We'll go there first, because, uh, you know, certainly there's a lot of fan sentiment out there right now about, um, you know, being upset about this deal. And, and I get it. I understand. He was the current longest tenured Blue Jay. He took us through... Uh, uh, those years, the 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 glory years, just the same as Jose and and Edwin Encarnacion did, and lasted even longer than them in the Jays organization, and become the Superman for a lot of a lot of. Fans and and you know we we probably took Kevin Pillar and put him on a pedestal he shouldn't have been on in Toronto uh, just simply because and I know that's going to get a lot of fans irked but uh, the reality is the defensive metrics and everything were starting to decline over the last two years and he wasn't the Superman that uh, that we all sort of put him up certainly when he made a spectacular play you knew he made a spectacular mm-hmm. play and that was more where this this sentiment comes from but the the time was now to move him Dylan yep. and and he, and the the haul they got and you can't really call it a haul necessarily but i think for his value it was a haul because he is um he has brought back some some potential players i mean you're looking at night number 19 on the giants list of top 30 prospects and the giants being one of the worst systems in baseball it's not really something to write home about that said maybe the kid has potential in single a and can move his way up he's more depth for the team some more depth for our bullpen as a, as a whole as well with the other two that are coming back. So you've got the, some, some good pieces coming back. uh, And I, and I get the sentiment that he's, he's the hero of the town and he did do a lot of great community work. And that's, that's great too. Um, you know, but I think the time was now. The time was absolutely mm-hmm. now to move him and move him when you can. Ross Atkins, good to see uh, Ross Atkins making some moves here, not waiting till the trade deadline. His value is probably the highest it's going to be before he starts to have a struggling uh, – or starts to struggle at the plate, and, and which he was already starting to do, and maybe even take another further step back in defense. This was a good move. Mm-hmm. It was a really
0: good move, and uh, you know what? It, like you said, it's great to see. Ross Atkins making trades when he gets an offer he thinks is, is the right one. Listen, I think Juan De Paula has great potential. A mid-90s fastball and single A, that could get you places. And Maybe he was only ranked that low because they hadn't gotten a long glimpse of him in the minor leagues. Alan Hansen, he's going to be on the big league team. He's going to be crowding the roster, in my mind especially. And we'll get into this a little bit later with the acquisition of Socrates Brito, who is also apparently coming up to the big leagues. Uh, Derek Locken provides you some bullpen depth. I believe he's a long man I'm about that, so don't quote me on it. But uh, you know what? It, it's great for depth, and I think DePaula has a great chance to turn into something.
1: Yeah, and, I, and you know, I mean, Jeff Blair said something great on his show on Fan Five Ninety this morning. And he, he was talking about it. In the, I, I'm sure I saw the clip on Twitter as well. But uh, he was just saying if you if you if you don't if you're really upset about this Kevin Pilar trade, then maybe this rebuild isn't for you. Yeah. And what a great way to to put that because um because it's so true. I mean, the, the reality is we're at the end of the rebuild. I think what fans need to understand is this is where it ends now. You know, uh Ross Atkins said yesterday on Sportsnet that you, you know, rebuilds are for teams that have no depth in their systems. We we being the Blue Jays have depth and the, the, the next core is coming and they're coming this year and to move a Polar is necessary. Now that you've locked up Gritchick, which I know we'll talk about, you've got a new center fielder locked up and ready to go. Then you can move some of these other prospects in like an Alford, you're making room and this is a necessary evil. This is part of how you finish a rebuild and how the team is coming. This is the build and, and, Th- these prospects will be here this year. Just be patient, Jays fans. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, they will be here this year, and you talked about the core. Clearly, uh, one of the members of that core, Randall Gritchick. Other big news from Tuesday. Well, just prior to first pitch, I-DVD reported the Blue Jays had agreed to a five-year, $52 million deal with the 27-year-old outfielder. To me, this deal is great for both sides. Um, with the menacing beast the pre-agency has suddenly become, this secures a home for Gritchick until 2023. For the Blue Jays, it's certainly not overpaying since Gritchick has a lot of offensive potential and is an above-average, in my, in my mind, defensive player. He's, got, he's, he's a great power hitter and has high exit velocity on pretty much everything he hits. Um, and like I said, above-average defender. And he was the Blue Jays' best outfielder last year. Yes, that's right. Randall beat Pilar. Maybe not in human highlight real catches, but he was better defensively. Overall, that is. Now, I don't mean to take any credit here, but in episode one, last August, I said the Blue Jays should deal Pilar and extend Grichik. That happened Tuesday, and I'd like to thank Ross Atkins and Mark <laughs> Shapiro for listening.
1: However, and it all happened at once, too. Yeah, it all happened within minutes of each other, and that's too funny because you did say that in episode one way back in August. I thought, last I, year. I,
0: thought I saw play tick up on, uh, on Tuesday. However, Gritchick does ch- does tend to chase pitches, which leads to a high strikeout rate. I wanted to get your thoughts now on the signing. Was it good? Was it bad?
1: I think it has the potential to be outstanding. Mm-hmm. And, you know, at an AAV of just north of $10 million, I think, uh, how do you go wrong with this deal, yeah. really? I mean, and have a day, Gritchick. Have a day right after signing that contract with his, you know, two dingers and, and what was it, a single and a double to go along with it? Huge huge and uh and and it's just it's exciting to see this uh, maybe that will be a sign of things to come i'm not going to put that on him after just one day but <laughs> yeah. uh but but i mean you know it, it could be because he could he could sort of in his head now be feeling settled and, and Mm -hmm. knowing where he's going to be for the next five years. And, and, and sometimes with players, that's, you know, sometimes a player will go out and sign a contract like that and they'll immediately tank because they got their money and they're just not putting the same effort on the opposite side. Sometimes they get settled. They're, they're feeling good. They're making money and they are now the center fielder, the star center fielder of the team and one of the core leaders Maybe this is what 's happening with Gretcze I mean, what a day and and again it 's just one day but but what a what a response to signing that deal. I think this is a good deal for the Blue Jays. It has an opportunity to really benefit the team um, in the long run and and you know maybe this is one of those deals, and I know there 's going to be twitter <laughs> jays fans that would hear this and and freak right out, but maybe this is one of those deals like a Jose Bautista extension where you really get some huge bang for your buck. And uh, I like the deal. I do. I do
0: too. And as I was telling you
1: earlier, I think if Gretchen posts good numbers or reasonable numbers
0: throughout the five years, maybe he gets a, a little two year extension at the end because he probably doesn't want to enter free agency. If it stays like that down the road, I think if the deal is going to work out for both sides. I, I have always believed in Randall Gretch's potential and you can you you can make sure of that by listening to older episodes of 211's baseball talk where I continuously praise Randall. Um so you know what? I think it's a great move and uh trading Pilar, extending Grichick was the right way to go. I don't think that an extension for Kevin Pilar would have been necessary or well I, I was going to say deserved. I'm not going to say deserved because uh He may he was he was a big part of this team for years, but you know what the extension deserved to go to Grichik over Pilar, and uh, you know what I think Tuesday is going to work out well for the Blue Jays down the road.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I think you know it's it's funny with the Pilar thing, and I know we're sort of reversing topics here, but um, you know the guy had started to move into a negative defensive run Mm save, and for. For people who are not too familiar with baseball that are listening, that is basically, you know, runs saved during a game. He's actually starting to give up (laughs) based on his defensive ability runs instead of saving them. And so that's, and that's. I mean, it was very, very, very small negative. It was Mm. just past the negative mark. So don't get me wrong. He's not giving up nine runs because he can't play center field. I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is he's not where he was defensively uh in the past and and maybe that's a sign that maybe he's just in that back half of his defensive career especially and that's let's be honest that was the tool that he was in the major leagues for he's not a hitter he never has been a hitter and he well he has in the minors but he's never Mm. been a hitter in the majors really and so i think you know as you say tuesday a big day for the blue jays um and and i think All right moves uh, all around.
0: Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Gritchick has great offensive potential, as I have mentioned, but the Blue Jays' offense has not been so good this year.
1: (laughs) Pitching, well,
0: they've been great. The rotation's been strong. The bullpen's been really good. The offense, not so much. The Blue Jays have been no-hit into the fifth inning three times this year against Jordan Zimmerman and the Tigers on opening day. The Tigers again on Sunday, led by Matt Moore, and on Monday by David Hass and the Orioles. Plus, Andrew Cashner, if I'm not mistaken, no-hit the Blue Jays through three innings. On Tuesday, uh, the offense eventually came around in two of those three games, but never in time or enough to win a game, or two of those four, actually. But never uh, enough or in time to win a game. Let's face it, Zimmerman has passed his prime. Moore is coming off a rough year, and Hess was home run riddled in his rookie year. None of these starters are Jacob DeGrom or Blake Snell. They're average but good big league pitchers. Nothing extraordinary. How do you think this team can change their free-swinging, low-scoring ways? I know it's a tough question, but I want to see what what your thoughts are on it.
1: Well, the free swinging is something that they 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 have a history of, and that's a bit of a concern. And, and and the reason that's a concern is you have an all new coaching staff, and you're still seeing the free swinging happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, I mean, I I'm waiting for the first Twitter clown to post hashtag fire Guillermo, but uh, <laughs> you know, and 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 that's not fair to Guillermo Martinez in any way. But uh, but I, I'm guessing that you're going to see a few fans that do that and they're going to drive Scott MacArthur crazy on Blue Jays talk and like they did Wilner when they wanted Pete Walker fired. So, <laughs> you know, for, for, you know, the odd Stroman uh, bad outing. So, you know, it, it's, it's one of those things where they're going to get through it. it it's just a few games, mm-hmm. right? It, it's really just a few games. I know everybody gets wound up about the, it's early stuff, but um, listen, but the reality get wound is, up it is. About
0: it's early but, like you said, it is it is early, you can't get mad at something that's true i I mean, you can't true, but you can't seriously hate the fact that Mike Wilner always used to say it's early. Scott MacArthur says time will tell. You can't hate that because time will tell it is early, it is literally. April 3rd at the time of this recording. You can't judge. And I'll get into this. In next, past
1: so. years the seasons were just starting, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, we it's only this year and maybe a couple others where it started in March. There's literally no reason to panic at at all at this. Yes, there are a few red flags here in that a you, you really shouldn't get no hit into the fifth inning three times <laughs> in your first four or five games, but and you really shouldn't be no hit by the Tigers or the Orioles. So That Those two factors are a a bit of a concern, but let's be honest, everyone. We're in a rebuild. There's going to be – this is what you want. You want them to get these bats, regardless of the fact that they're not hitting. Mm -hmm. This is how they're going to learn. And if you want to be a World Series team as fast as possible, you've got to get these players in here as fast as possible. And I can't handle the rampant buffoonery (laughs) on Twitter. With all of these people out there that are talking about, you know, get these guys back to the minors. They're not ready. No, it's you can't do that because if you do that, they're just never going to come up and learn the way to to play in the mm-hmm. big leagues. It's going to be a tough year. It's going to be a tough year in the win-loss column, but it is going to be fun to watch. This will be a fun team, especially since this is the year of Vlad. He will be coming, folks. Just wait. He's coming. And so is Bo Bichette, I think, too, this year. At some point, although many would argue with me about that, but um, but again, I'm not worried. Not worried at all about this team's offense. They there are, and Buck Martinez has said it on broadcasts. There are too many good hitters in this lineup for it to continue mm-hmm. like this. And even today, um, or this being posted on Thursday, uh, yesterday the game started out very, very well. I mean, compared. Comparatively, Yeah,
0: Gritchick, <laughs> Gritchick hit a double, got driven in the uh, Hernandez error. Well, he didn't commit the error, but he reached on the error. Uh, and then Gritchick hit a home run. Gritchick hit another home run. And then Guriel hit a two-run double. So the offense was reasonably good in that, in that uh, series finale against the O's. Um, quickly, before we move on to my rant, and it's a big one. Uh, you said to me a couple of days ago that you had a new word planned, a new word that you wanted to reveal on the podcast.
1: I already did. I just did. That was where I dropped the rampant buffooner. That's what I thought, but and, I wasn't and, sure. Yeah, well, and, and that's the thing. I mean, you know, the Blue Jays fans are. I think we're at risk now, Blue Jays fans, of being Cardinals fans, oh, and that's a stint. you know, it is. And and the reality is, we're one of a few teams out there on the major leagues that that the fan base just loves to spout garbage and 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 you know it's just it's impossible to get through your Twitter feed without seeing the rampant buffoon. And that's the problem, right? These buffoons out there that are just saying the most ridiculous things that make no sense and, and not understanding that the team is in a rebuild and not understanding that these kids need to play. Uh, and, and, you know, complaining about things like the polar trade and, and Martin, let's talk about that. I mean, let's talk. I know that's getting this off topic, but let's talk about blue Jays catching so far this season. Do you really want Russell Martin back when Danny Jansen and Luke Maley have thrown out every runner that's trying to steal on them, right? <laughs> like, come on, guys. Buffoonery. If you, I get it. You love him. Russell Martin's Canadian. He's got a Canadian flag. Who cares? Okay? I, I, the reality is it was fun. He was a great part of those, those glory years, and I know you all want to hang on to those glory years. But you can't. But when you, see, you can't. And when you see a Danny Jansen come up who needs his shot, and he got his shot, and look what he's doing. You know, the offense will come around. He's a catcher who's going to hit a little bit, but his defense has been awesome. Mm. Did you see the way he received that low strike the other night? That was amazing. Uh, it was uh, I, Tuesday against the Orioles. Yeah, talking. and he just snapped that back up into the uh, into the strike zone. And, and you know, he looked like he'd been doing it for years. He's thrown out every runner that's tried to steal off of him. Give him a shot. That's what we're doing, that they're doing. And, you know, I think, I think just just hold back being buffoons. Just don't mm-hmm. say things. Just watch yeah. and enjoy.
0: Um, so moving on to the topic that I called looking ahead. This is something that has aggravated me all week. After the Blue Jays fell, 2 nothing to the Tigers on opening day, people approached me telling me that the Jays were going to lose 100 games. My response? Ridiculous. After the Blue Jays won, won two against Detroit, the same people came up to me saying the Jays could surprise some people this year. <laughs> first of all, give it time. Mike Wilner always said it was early, as we mentioned, and it is. There's no way to dictate the Blue Jays' play this year based on the first week. Give, some te- give the team some time, and then you decide. Don't go changing your opinion based on one game. I get it. The offense, is strug- the offense is struggling, but baseball is a crazy sport. Stuff happens. This team will not be no hit for that long in three out of five games for the rest of the year. Also, I beg you not to go questioning and critiquing Charlie Montoya this early. So many people have. Montoya was a tremendous choice for manager. And again, don't let one game dictate what you think of him. Listen, it's become a nightly routine of mine to listen to the day's Blue Jays talk. And I don't know how our good friend Scott MacArthur takes some of those calls. I'm sitting in bed and I, I, I find them ridiculous. I'm going to use both Blue Jays talk coin phrases in this rant. Time will tell how the Blue Jays play and it's far too early to predict anything. A realistic prediction that the Blue Jays will win between anywhere between 73 and 77 games this year. To be honest, don't look at the win-loss record if you, truly want a, if you truly want a glimpse into the future. Look at the growth of a young team and the development of young guns such as Danny Jansen, Lourdes Gurriel, Billy McKinney, Teoscar Hernandez, even Vlad Jr. when he comes up. Uh, but I know, as you said, the rampant buffoons adore jumping way too far ahead after one game, whether it's good or bad. So listen. I don't enjoy going to a baseball practice and having the entire complex making ridiculous predictions about the Jays and saying they should just quit plus jumping to conclusions that should never be made on April 4th, which is the day we're releasing this episode. (laughs) At the time, it was March 29th. So this team is not going to lose 100 games, but they're not going to win 100 games either. They're not going to win 85 games. They're not going to be a postseason team, but they're not going to be the Baltimore Orioles. You have to understand that it's the first week of April. Scott MacArthur, props to him. Some of these calls are ridiculous. Like, I, I, I don't understand. I listened to all the episodes. They're amazing. And you should too. Sportsnet app, they've got all the episodes archived from, uh, from, from the day that was and, and days prior. But I mean, this is, this, is, this is ridiculous. How can fans flip from one side of the spectrum to the complete opposite side?
1: Because they're Toronto fans. I understand that, but it's still like, rampant buffoonery Dylan (laughs) that's what it is and we're going to coin that phrase in this podcast because that is just it is it's rampant it's everywhere and and you know the same fan that calls in today that's going to praise Charlie Montoya is going to want him fired tomorrow that's just the way that the Toronto fan base works they don't do their research they don't have knowledge Uh, people who call themselves baseball fans saying this team is unwatchable this year then you're not a baseball (sighs) fan because this is a developing team, and and if you want to watch development and watch and watch the fun happen, the fun is watching the team learn and make great plays, and then when they make errors, you know learn from those things these that's what baseball fanery is all about. <laughs> I've just coined potentially another word but but it's just that's what it is it's it's if you're a real baseball fan, you have to understand these are going to be the times that we go through and and You know, I just don't get it. I I don't – I'm totally on board with your rant here because I don't get the rampant buffoonery.
0: Don't come to me with uninformed, unintelligent predictions about the Blue Jays being the Baltimore Orioles of this year two days into the (laughs) season. Or even after one game where they get blown out. It's going to happen but you're also going to see the Jays blow some teams out every once in a while. When Vladdy has a big game, when Gurriel has a big game, when Gritsch shows up and has a big game, when Jansen has a big game, things are going to happen. You cannot judge a team and judge their play in the future on one bad game or even one good game. Don't go out telling me they're going to surprise people and maybe push for a wild card just because they blew out the LA angels. They're not. I'm sorry, they're not. You have to understand where this team's going to be. And like you said, if you're a real baseball fan, you're going to want to watch how these kids play when they're in the spotlight, when they're in the big leagues. Don't look at the win-loss record. That's going to make this season boring for you, and you're not going to want to watch baseball. What you should be looking for is the, these young players. You should not care how the team does on a specific night. You should care... How Danny Jansen received a pitch against the Baltimore Orioles. How Lourdes Gurriel Jr. is finally starting to hit. How Randall Grichuk just got locked up to be, in the, to be one of the core players of this team and then went out and had a three-hit game. That's what you should be paying attention to. You should not be paying attention to the fact that the Jays are going to win 70 games and lose another, I don't know, 92, right? I, I, that's not what you, should, what you should be looking for this year. And I can't stand when people flip-flop from, from one side to the other. Like, it, it drives me insane. Anyway.
1: Tell me how you really feel.
0: <laughs> if you have anything else to add, we will uh, say it now, or else we'll move on.
1: I think the Jays are going to surprise some people. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to the last seven
0: days of Blue Jays baseball. That's out of my system. Feels good. Uh, so... Jays extended, <laughs> Jay's extended Gritchick. Jay's <laughs> extended Gritchick. He had a big game. The uh, rotation this year, we didn't, I, I had it as a topic. I didn't know how much uh, how much time we'd have, so I removed it. But the Blue Jays rotation has been fantastic to start the year. And Trent Thornton had a great debut, setting a rookie record for strikeouts and a debut, a franchise rookie record for strikeouts and a debut with eight. Sean Reed Foley, on the other hand, struggled, and the plan for his future remains to me Unclear. Charlie Montoyo's managerial style is risky but has paid off. An example of that is Rowdy Telez on Sunday. In case you missed it, Rowdy Telez pinch hit for Luke Maley. Uh with Danny Jansen in the game as the DH. Teles cannot catch, so Dan- so Danny Jansen had to come in and catch after Telez pitch hit, meaning the pitcher was put in the into the lineup. Montoyo threw Telez into the game. Telez hit a game tying three run home run in the bottom the D- eighth inning. On Tuesday, uh, along with the the Florian moves, or the the big moves, uh, the Blue Jays traded minor league outfielder Rodrigo Orozco to the San Diego Padres for Socrates Brito, who was expected to join the team
1: at some point. Rodrigo, we hardly knew you.
0: We didn't, really. He played in two games. (laughs) Uh, That was pretty pointless. Um, And the (laughs) final move of Tuesday that I am aware of, uh, Bud Norris got released by the team. Um most likely because he wasn't performing up to expectations or wasn't rehabbing well enough after that injury. I don't expect them to do the same thing they did with John Axford. I expect this to be the end of Bud Norris in Toronto or playing in the Blue Jays organization since he never made it up to Toronto. Um, Did I miss anything?
1: No, no. It was a busy week. It was a busy week. It was a busy busy week for Blue Jays News. Uh probably one of the more fun opening weeks I've I've experienced and a lot of people will say, well, we're under 500, how can you say that? Uh I I think it was all the moves. I think the, the look to the future. Uh some of the stuff that Ross Atkins and and Shapiro have said this week. Uh and and I just want to throw out um uh, an absolute kudos to Stephen Brunt. Uh, on that Charlie Montoyo special. What a what amazing story Montoyo is. His family, obviously the things that he's gone through leading up to getting this managerial job. And even some fun, lighthearted stuff in there about uh, the dinner with Shapiro and, and Atkins as well. Just some, some, it was a really, really well done piece. And, and if you haven't had a chance to check it out, uh, definitely definitely find that on the Sportsnet app or or on uh, on Sportsnet and, and see if you can take a look at it. It was great. It was fantastic. I will
0: make sure to do that because I missed that documentary and I was very upset about it. I thought I had it recorded, but then the game went to extras and it got cut out. Um, one more thing I wanted to add, actually. Socrates Brito, the acquisition, acquisition of Socrates Brito, was recommended by uh, field coordinator, Shelley Duncan. Duncan is with Brito uh, in the Diamondbacks organization. Before Brito got DFA'd and claimed by the Padres, um, he said Brito has the has the possibility to be a five tool player, and it was under his recommendation that Atkins and Shapiro went out and got Socrates Brito. So props to Shelly Duncan on that one,
1: and props to the Jays for having a Socrates.
0: <laughs> I saw if I hope I hope Tip and Sid have posted this on YouTube. I don't know if they have, but. Tim, or sorry, Sid went uh, rapping after the Jays acquired Socrates Burrito, and it's definitely worth your watch. It was amazing. I thoroughly enjoyed (laughs) it. I was killing myself laughing. Uh, So, welcome Socrates Burrito to Toronto.
1: And another big thing this week, speaking of Sid, we have to talk about it. Blue Jays Nona. Oh my gosh. Blue Jays Nona is a steel wall. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Oh. No
0: minute. I wrote this on Twitter. I hope you follow me on Twitter. If you don't, at DBAKES11, I'm worth your follow. Uh, no minuscule ball will ever phase that woman. It was, there was a line drive by Brandon Drury coming directly <laughs> at her face.
1: And she did um. not flinch.
0: She didn't, she didn't even blink.
1: And then when that went viral and her reaction two days later, uh, (laughs) because she had heard that it went viral, was even better. That was amazing. I mean, Blue Jays, Nona, props to you on on opening week. Mm -hmm. I mean, opening week was fun, everyone. Mm -hmm. It was fun. Put put the wins and losses aside and enjoy this season. It was a good start to the season. Maybe not wins and losses, but otherwise. And the Jays will
0: have their first road trip of the season as they head to Cleveland for four. And then Boston. She's going to be brisk. (laughs) And then Boston for two games in four days. And as Scott MacArthur said, I believe on Blue Jays Talk, we'll let you figure that one out on your own. This has been episode 23 of 211's Baseball Talk. My name is Dylan Baker for Chris Baker and anyone else we mentioned in the podcast. We will see you all next